0: This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The Minutia Celebrity Interview is up next, but first take a listen to this other fine old pie show on this week's minutia men with rick and dave a partying hungarian politician a town in austria with an unfortunate name the 12 teen days of christmas covid loopholes and rick's brush with larry king all that in unlimited tangents on this week's minutia men the following is a Tony Lasano Podcast, an OPI show
1: on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is the Minutia Man a
0: celebrity interview, interview with Rick and Dave. All right, Dave. This is very exciting news for us. This is this yeah. is bigger than anybody that we Yeah, I'm actually nervous. I've never been nervous before. We've had big stars on this show, but uh, this is uh well, this is a man who's done many things in his career, acting, directing, producing, but He'll always be, in our mind, and this probably drives him crazy, but he'll always be Starsky from Starsky and Hutch. A show that was a worldwide hit. And I know that because I lived in Germany when it came out. It aired on German TV with German voices overdubbing the... uh, (laughs) (laughs) And by the way, uh, Paul, the, uh, the voice of Starsky had a very deep baritone voice. Really? Yes, <laughs> yes. And uh, you were always doing the the wisecracking jokes, which, you know, in German, uh, there's no such thing. <laughs> right, right, right. There's no humor in German. <laughs> yes,
1: that's what I, this is what I
0: hear. <laughs> so let's, you know, I, I know you probably are sick of talking about this, but go back to those Starsky and Hutch days. That, what was, what are some of your fond memories from that time?
2: Well, um, boy you're talking
0: about a long time ago <laughs> yeah i know i was in junior <laughs> high i'm 56 years old right now <laughs> all right i i you know the the whole experience
2: it's it's kind of harder to uh dredge it all up but the the whole experience was a uh, a remarkable experience Oh, yeah, sure. you know, any any journey into uh, celebrity is uh is f- very intense uh and um you know the the way the public responded to our show was uh was uh, remarkable i think that w- what i enjoyed most was uh the people i was working with mm-hmm. um and davie and i had a real uh interesting working relationship and uh <laughs> as did tony fargus and uh and uh, uh and captain doby uh you know it was a uh it was it was an interesting uh time because uh the company that we were making the show for was uh not prone to doing uh uh, anything creative they were they they, their attitude was well it's great the way it is don't upset the apple cart don't Mm -hmm. do anything new don't ask to change things just do what you're told and uh, neither david nor i were of that cut cut from that cloth yeah. we didn't we weren't interested in that so <laughs> we bet. had we had we had many a battle and um and like that but I enjoyed that and i enjoyed you know i enjoyed the uh the uh, the character of starsky because I got to do so many different levels of uh you know i got he was he was a character that was uh,
0: yeah that was boy, really the most man. interesting character wasn't it on the show i mean you get the wise cracking the you know the 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 rebel right. you were the rebel yeah
2: f- yeah it was he had so many colors yeah I, I could i could be serious i could be funny i could be silly i could be uh angry i could be stupid <laughs> i could do do it all and uh uh and, and I enjoyed that very much.
0: And you didn't, have fact, to, you didn't have to wear the costumes that Huggy Bear had to wear. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, I got to wear, I, my, my one message to wardrobe was, I want to wear something comfortable. Yeah. Because I'm going to be wearing it for 12 or 14 hours a day, and I want to be comfortable. And
1: so, well and you, yeah not, you, and you had to jump around in the car a lot and you know uh, off the exactly, good the, the, off the hood exa- uh,
2: exactly exactly you know and so um, uh, the, the comfort was a big uh, was a, a big factor for me uh, uh, i said you know keep me comfortable <laughs>
1: you, you guys were huge stars obviously you know david david and uh and you but probably, maybe not quite as big of a star, that car, the, Grand, the Ford Gran Torino. I mean, I was a, I don't know, I was like 12 years old yeah. at the time. And I was just like, man,
0: that car is that so red awesome. That with the, with the uh, white stripe right, on yeah. it. It, was it. the you, coolest thing.
1: You broke a few traffic laws too, if I remember correctly, <laughs> while you were driving. Did you, ever, what, did you ever get to really drive the car? I mean, it looked like you did. I did,
2: I, I did a fair amount of the driving. Uh, Charlie Piccerny, who was our stunt coordinator, uh, you know, uh, filled me in on what I couldn't do, and told you know taught me a lot. And uh, you know, uh, I I did a lot of the driving. Uh, <laughs> David was a little beside himself sometimes because. Uh, you know, we were on a. We had a bench seat. We didn't have bucket seats. Oh, oh really? And so, right. So if I took a hard left, a hard right turn, <laughs> he's in
0: your lap right? lap, right? Lap. <laughs> well, was good that you're close then, right? You got a good working relationship. You know, I, I'm almost embarrassed to tell you how big of a fan I was of this show. That I not only watch the show in German every week, I bought the books. <laughs> Do you remember this? They were Starsky and Hutch books, which were like PG thirteen novelized versions of episodes of the show i guess and one year I, do you remember those yeah. no i don't <laughs> see this is something well rick still has them in his yeah. mom's basement he'll, I do. he'll send them to you i do and you probably got no money from that either but anyway one year <laughs> i tried to correct <laughs> i tried to submit one of those as a as like a book report in junior high and the, and the teacher said that it did not qualify as literature <laughs> that pitch <laughs> so maybe you weren't missing anything by not reading the books but i enjoyed them well, when i was 13
1: well i still yeah. see you know when we go to like a, a garage sale or whatever a Starsky and Husk, hutch uh you know lunchbox or something or you know it's there was the merchandise there was a ton of stuff out there
2: yeah there was a lot of merchandise going on um which is what they do Yeah, you know, and at that time You know there was only three networks right so uh did you get a piece did you get a
0: piece of any of that
2: well let's say i took the producers to court after the first Uh year because they were playing their games and um i uh uh, you know subsequently uh I, i i i didn't do too well
1: oh okay <laughs> <laughs> well i think we uh-huh. we owe it to yeah, send these books to you and then yeah. i think uh you know you, you you were a huge star so was um david but david had that hit don't give up on us right remember that yeah, song yeah, uh yeah. you in fact were the one that had the broadway background did you ever release a song? i know we we, we, we know you did fiddler on the roof but have you done any solo recording you know no i haven't
2: i i was trying to uh get the uh, rights to Jim Croce's life Uh, I wanted to make a movie about Jim Croce but uh, that never worked out the the widow uh, was not uh, uh, prone to uh, uh, give anybody the rights and uh, so I found that out but we worked on it for a while and uh, like that I haven't the first time I really sang seriously was uh, I did a couple of uh, shows in England yeah, what they call pantos, which is short for pantomime, hmm. and they do them every Christmas. In uh, and and they started importing TV stars to uh, to be in the shows. And then uh, about six years ago, I did um, a tour of Ireland, Scotland, and England, playing Tevye yeah. in Fiddler on the Roof.
0: Yeah, that's that's the role.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, and I, and and actually, uh, that that role was the first role that i played uh since starsky that was on a par with starsky in terms of all the things that allowed me to do yeah what we were talking about before right you know all the different colors and like that
0: yeah that that is a fun role i mean there's so much there's so many layers to it uh i've got i've got kids in theater and I've seen Fiddler on the Roof about twelve hundred times, uh,
1: you know. And it's and it's kind of funny because we we live in Chicago and um, you know a very diverse school. It'll be Tevye played by Mohammed, you know, whatever. <laughs> David Wong is Perchek, you know. But it's great. I mean, I, it's it's a timeless play. That cl-
2: that, that's hilarious. You know, the show the show has traveled all over the world. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a favorite in in Japan. They asked me if I wanted to go to China with it oh wow, the wow. Show that we were doing it's like it's it's a very universally themed show and so uh i'm not surprised
0: yes absolutely so now let's let's go back to uh 2004 starsky and hutch is made into a movie starring ben stiller and luke wilson you were in that movie uh, in a cameo right what what did you th- what did you think of the of the movie version
2: well, you know, I met with uh uh Ben was a big big fan Ben Stiller, and uh, we were actually trying to get the rights to that to Stashi and Hutch. the film rights. David and I were <clears throat> Warner Brothers had the project they were unable to do anything with it and then two weeks before the option was up, they announced that Ben Stiller had expressed interest and they renewed the option so uh Ben and I had lunch, and and I I asked him. I said, you know, what do you, what kind of film do you want to do? Do you want to do a spoof, or do you want to really attempt to recapture the chemistry that uh, David and I had? And um, he wanted to do the latter. He wanted to capture the chemistry, and both well, he and Owen were entirely capable of doing mm-hmm. that.
0: Oh yeah, it was oh, Owen Wilson. Were, I said Luke Wilson. It was, it was Owen Wilson? Uh, and, yeah, that's right
2: and the the director was uh fancied himself as a comedy director uh was more <laughs> I don't like inclined to
1: that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> was more inclined to um take it into the world of spoofing yeah
0: you know what i didn't and, like uh, about the movie is they switched the roles right like uh they made uh Starsky in the straight character and hutch into the into the rebel yeah which uh, you know the, like i'm a starsky and hutch purist <laughs> well as you know with the 37
1: <laughs> novellas that you have of it too uh you know you've done well,
2: I'll, I'll tell you i'll tell you an, an amusing story uh you know that scene that we had the cameo where uh where uh, we're, we're we're delivering the car to uh to ben because mm. he's destroyed his car right and so we we show up there and uh, there was a moment where uh the uh the radio the car radio you know the police radio went off and ben went to answer it and i said to the director i said gee you know what would be fun to do would be we both run to the car he runs <laughs> to the driver's <laughs> side i run to the passenger side we both reach in we both grab the 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 the, radio, the, the bike whatever it's called the uh receiver and there's a moment between us where we're wrestling with it and we look at each other and then I let it go. <laughs> and he looked at me totally serious and said, I don't know. You wouldn't do that.
1: Oh, oh come, on.
2: <laughs> come
1: on. Come
2: so, on. Oh, so god! I've always been a terrible poker player because you can read my face. A <laughs> way. So, so Ben saw the expression of my face and he pulled the director aside and had a chat with him and, director and said okay well let's try it and see <laughs> and uh ben was so cute when he did we did the scene because when the camera was on him uh he he couldn't keep a straight face yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just didn't <laughs> but he was he, he was very nice and both he and Owen were very nice and they did the best they could and you know, look it's a compliment to have a uh, something that you've worked on uh, And that's become A remake, currently. sure I, yeah. An icon Well, it was uh, a big a hit thing. It
0: was a box office hit, wasn't it?
2: I don't know Yeah, I think, I it, don't I think it was I don't pay any attention to it Yeah uh, But, uh, yeah, it was uh, it, it was a shame Because, you know, at, at one point uh, I also suggested to the director At the very end I said, you know The very end after Owen and And, and uh Ben drive off In the, the new car It'd be really nice To have a shot Of David and I Walking away Down the sidewalk And getting into An argument Because we, we Tagged every show With <laughs> right. With a uh, with, with some kind of Humorous uh-huh. Stuff And and If we were Walking away Then I could Be giving him Grief For talking me Into giving up My car yeah. And he could be Saying what he's saying And the, the audiences Would really like that Because that's what they that yeah, was one of the things they really liked about
1: the show. Are you a good driver <laughs> in real life? Are you a good driver in real life? Or are you just, just speeding around L.A. or whatever, You're getting into parties?
2: You, you have to. It depends on who you ask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ask. If you ask the police, you get
1: one. <laughs> uh, you've done a lot of great things. And, again, thanks so much for doing it. But you, you've you've spent a lot of time. Um, with your activism you know regarding aids you founded the elizabeth glazer pediatric aids foundation are you still active in the cause and um you know you, well i'm
2: i'm honorary chair but in all honesty i'm letting my son uh, it's his name on the door and okay. uh, i'm letting him run with it and he's you know he's getting he's been involved for years now and uh, so uh you know he runs with it and uh I have, uh, you know, I've been doing a lot of painting over the past, uh, yeah. uh six, seven years. And so I've had one art show and I'm going to have another one, uh, in a week. Oh, and I, I donate a part of the proceeds from the stuff I sell to the foundation.
0: Uh, so that's what you're up to now. So you're, well, are you a know, full-time painter?
2: I, no, I wrote, uh, I wrote a book, uh, which, uh, kids really love uh i wrote two books actually the first book uh is called Crystalia and the source of light hmm. it's a story of a 14 year old girl told in her voice and her nine-year-old brother it's the last christmas of the mom it was not well it's the last christmas in the house because the bank is kicking them out oh. and the girl is angry and bitter and has no faith in anything except what you can see and touch And on christmas eve she and her brother find themselves on a journey to an underground medieval kingdom where everything and everybody are made of minerals and crystals in search of the source of light.
1: Holy crap, that's
0: awesome yeah
2: it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an amazing book, and it's on Amazon and I you know and I also did an audio where I performed all the characters and um, I was looking for a way to communicate to people all that I'd learned. about loss and helplessness in in my journey with my family and everything like that. And because I was very fortunate, I learned so much Mm -hmm. and uh, I didn't want to do it in a boring way. So I tried to write like an Alice in Wonderland, a a classic. And, uh, uh, I wrote it originally as a screenplay, about 17 years ago, but uh, they didn't have the technology at the time to animate the properties of light oh yeah right thanks to james cameron with (laughs) avatar they do yeah so uh but i decided to write it as a book i'd never written a book and then when i was in the middle of writing that book i was walking my daughter's dogs one day and i saw a crow with a crippled foot Hmm. and the next day and i thought hook foot i went back and i wrote i wrote 30 pages on how he got that name and then the next day I was walking the dogs and I saw a one legged seagull. <laughs> I thought, Peg leg? Yeah, yeah. So,
1: what are you doing to these animals? <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, so I wrote thirty pages how Pegleg got her name, and then I had the two of them meet and totally dislike each other.
0: <laughs> like and, Starsky and Hunt. <laughs> yeah.
2: And go and go on this journey, uh, in which they end up meeting an oversexed parrot. <laughs> oh, wow.
0: And what's the parrot's name?
2: A pair's name is Pedro. And he takes, he takes one look at the seagull and he says, you know, Peg, and he says, you are the most beautiful seagull I ever see. <laughs> he, he falls in love with her. And so that, that book, so that's my second uh, novel. And that book right now, I've done 29 illustrations for, and I'm in the process of mounting that as a, I'm going to self publish it as an electronic book. With a uh, uh, print-to-order uh, hard copy, uh, you know, people are so interested. I have a third book out of my poetry and other writings and my art, and it's called The Edge of Whimsy. Wow! And and that's available on my art site. If people want to see what my art looks like. It's the art site is called It's P M Glazer Art.
1: Com. Awesome. Before we continue any further with Minutia men' Celebrity Interview, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, informed automotive a tiny PLP50 that didn't sell at auction, plus another one of our famous lists. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Lou Costable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lissano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast network.
0: Hey, and friends here, and I think you should listen to us. Why is that? Well, personally, I like dragging us down rabbit holes that have little to do with the conversation at hand. Yeah, you do that all the time. I think you're a professional at it. I'd like to be. I think that's my ideal job—just to be the tangent man. How you guys feel about peeing on a bus? all that on and friends an Opie show on the radio misfits podcast network great talk radio isn't dead it just moved to a better place RadioMisfits.com. back to our guest on minutia mins celebrity interview
1: well you know we're book publishers coincidentally <laughs> you know if you got a fourth one
0: yeah, we impress- actually we literally are that's what we do that's our day jobs we yeah. are we're publishers so, <laughs> so send, you're, send, you're send the publishers. Fo- yeah we are what do, what do you what do you publish well we're a Chicago publisher but we have we've published uh, 50 or so books right? we' called Eckhart's E-C-K-H-A-R-T-Z press dot com. If you want to check it out, Uh, you'll see some of our books right now. We have a book out called Every Cub Ever. It's about the Chicago Cubs. Uh, You know, every player that ever played for the Cubs. Yeah. Rick took 10 years, which
1: could have been spent bringing up his children.
0: I I could have cured cancer. I could have done, you know, who knows what I could have done. But instead, I wrote about every Cub ever. Two thousand one hundred eighty six of them. Yeah.
2: so that that's interesting and how does your wife feel about
1: that
0: yeah i think she probably <laughs> feels like you think she that that, like that might be why the marriage has continued for this long, is <laughs> he's in the basement doing the you know doing we don't talk book. it's perfect <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's what she thinks of yeah. <laughs> well thanks very much for coming oh, on this the show we fantastic. really appreciate it. it's yeah. been a big thrill for us and we wish you the best of luck in all your future endeavors all right, guys. Thanks.
2: Give Thank me the name. of your name. me publishing company. Well, I'll, you I'll know
0: what? We'll email I'll, email. I'll email it, email to, it you. to you email it to me okay all right. thanks paul how's the weather there
1: that's it, nice it's today pretty good today it's nice today it's, it's uh like 88 uh, degrees yeah it's a little humid for my liking but it'll be like 42 this evening or something <laughs> the weather is just terrible here this it's day. chicago
0: okay yeah.
2: right right
0: well keep your skates available <laughs> all right thanks, thanks paul. man take it easy take Love care it. bye-bye Thank bye-bye, you. bye-bye. Bye bye. So thank you very much. I mean, Mr.
1: was there Blazer. was there a bigger star in the 70s? Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah.
0: Uh, if you'd like to know more about Rick and Dave, you can check us out at Eckhartspress.com uh, also chicagoauthorsolutions.com. Uh the book Every Cub Ever is a big hit. Make mm. sure you pick up your copy everycubever.com, EckhartSpress.com. Uh we have been produced by Tony Lasano of Opie Shows Productions. Uh, we are distributed by Ed Silla the radio misfits podcast network and we'll be back again next week with another episode of Minutia men celebrity interview
1: this opi podcast was recorded at an earlier date some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID 19
2: the proceeding was a presentation of opi productions find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts including opishows.com Thank you.
1: This
0: has been a presentation of Ol' Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Hey, this is Tony
1: Lozano, and if you like podcasts, well, I'm the guy that you want to meet. Well, maybe, but I have my own called Nude Hippo, The Podcast, and I do it with uh, many members of and friends, uh, including Kimmy. Hello. We feature some of the coolest guests like... Ryan Cheverini, Ginger Z, Mr. Skin, Tom Dreesen, and so many more. These are like milestone interviews. They're timeless. So this way, you could pick it up at any point. I suggest you start from the beginning.
0: Nude Hippo, the podcast, and Opie Show.
1: Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved
0: to a better place. Radio Misfits. All right, Adam, what uh, country are you from? I am from England. What is the best soccer league in the entire world? The English Premier League. What is your day job? Director of Coaching for Illinois Youth Soccer. So if you were, say, a fan of English Premier League and you wanted to hear the, the opinions of someone who is from England, who knows a lot of soccer, what podcast would you tell people they need to listen to free kicks with Adam and Rick and that's on the radio Misfits podcast network free kicks a Tony Lasano podcast Opie show on the radio Misfits podcast network
1: great talk radio isn't dead it just moved to a better place radiomisfits.com
2: com.